Hey, it's time for Priority Pastor. Well, today we did something that for us always marks a change of season. It's October 4th, and today we put the canoe away. Usually in the spring, when canoeing season starts, we bring the canoe out from wherever it's stored, usually in the backyard somewhere, and we put it on the vehicle, and it stays on the vehicle all summer, except when we go on some highway trip or whatever for not bringing the canoe, we take it off and put it in the front yard and lock it down because it's a beautiful 17 and a half foot Kevlar Clipper Tripper, which people in the know realize they can steal it and sell it really quickly, so we lock her up, and the canoe just stays there to make it really easy to go canoeing. We love it on the vehicle, so if we have the thought after dinner, we might only have an hour, we can you know drive down to the lake or the river and jump in and go for a paddle. So when we put the canoe away, it's definitely like that is the change of season for us. Often it's away earlier than this. I often lock it up at the start of hunting season because once hunting starts, we don't often get out canoeing as much because hunting dominates. But this year we did a little bit of canoeing through September into this last week, but it's done now. And it's it's maybe a little more symbolic than usual for us because uh, we're in a season right now in the church we're serving as transitional pastors where we now have a candidate who's been called and is starting. It's October 1st now, and his first Sunday, his installation service will be November 8th. And so I'm in countdown mode. I've got four more Sundays where I'll be the transitional lead pastor, and then then that's it. I'll be done the role here. I have a bit of an overlap with him as I typically do, which means typically about a week of work in a month where I meet with him and hand off documents and ideas and basically on call as needed, perhaps a little more uh, help that way with you know virtual services and recording and video production that kind of thing but it's really you know tapering off quite quickly the other church I'm serving as a transitional coach remotely I've only <laughs> been there once since mid-march uh, they actually now have a candidate locked down to come and candidate uh, in October as well I think the last weekend of October and so I will know by the end of October whether they've got a called candidate there too and as soon as that happens because that situation has an interim lead pastor in place. Their exec pastor is the interim lead. When that call happens, I'm basically done. I have a message in my pocket called preparing our hearts for a new leader, which I always like to preach. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of a transitional time, and then that'll be about it. And so I'm probably about a month out from uh, being mostly done both contracts. And, you know, as we are putting the canoe away in the backyard today, we realize we're not sure if we're going to be having to load it up and move off in December or whether it'll be spring or next summer. We have no idea, you know, how long we're on site here. We have no idea what's next. And that's really been our, our pattern of living. That's happened to us every 18 to 24 months for the last decade as we've been engaged in this, in this transitional ministry. And while it's not as big a move as it is for a pastor moving from a long-term ministry into new long-term ministry, it's still pretty significant. You know, where you plug into a community and into a church and you're immersed in it for a year and a half, two years, and then you uproot and move. And I have to say it, you know, it gets old after a while. It's, it's, it's hard. And we really like this community that we're in right now. Uh, probably have more friends and more uh, contacts outside the church even than anywhere we've lived. So there's some appeal to this community. But one thing we do, and one thing I want to kind of flag as a practice for whenever you face your own big changes, your big transitions, we make good use of retreats, all different kinds of retreats. 
micro retreats and macro retreats. And for instance, here's what we did last August. We had a two night retreat. We, we got a gift from our leadership team here to go to this wilderness resort for a couple nights. And we went there and used that time as a retreat. And I actually just spoke on doing personal retreats today in the church. And I basically say that when I go on a retreat, it's really about reading, thinking, planning, and praying. And just, you know, wrestling through whatever the issue is. And so for us, starting last August, it's been about, you know, what's next, Lord? How do we finish well here? And then what do we actually do next? In addition to that August retreat, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I did what I call a modular retreat. I had one of those weeks where... I didn't have a lot that I had to do, but it was like there was something every day that I had to do, whether a call or something that was scheduled. And so I did what I call a modular retreat where I basically carved out a half day every day of that week to do as a retreat, where I spent a half day detached from actual work and I did my reading, thinking, planning, and praying. And it actually worked not bad. It made for an interesting week. It's not the same as having an extended period of time blocked out, but it worked pretty well. Then this past week, again, because there's this increasing sense of finishing up here, I took a course. It was a three-day online conference, you know, so, you know, it could be passive. I, I usually like to take pretty good notes, but I use those three days. I detach completely from quote work and use that conference and those days in and around the conference and the breaks as a retreat time as well. And now, uh, tomorrow, Monday, I'm hanging out to a friend's cabin near here. It's about an hour away uh, half hour down the highway and then a half hour straight west into the mountains and uh, he's going to be there and we're going to be doing some hunting uh, usually we do a morning and an evening hunt but then there's the whole day and for me this is going to be another type of retreat a time to read and think and plan and pray and listen and and uh, see how God may direct and you know that's on our regular my wife's and I daily regular prayer times and personal times and times praying together it's really about what's next. But what we find is the bigger the shift, the bigger the change, the more important it is to carve out that time to get quiet and make sure that there is, there is uh, decisions are made from a place of rest, not a place of fatigue, not a place of panic, not a place of franticness. And I find that retreats for me are the way uh, to lower the RPMs. I, I shared a story today of how uh, one time I was doing a retreat it was on the Athabasca River in northern Alberta where I paddled down the river for about 40 minutes to an island and I would camp there for a couple nights then paddle down to the next bridge and my wife would pick me up. But how one year, one retreat, I was so tense and so wound up and so I don't know what all was going on um, that it actually took me uh, the rest of the day Sunday, all day Monday until Tuesday morning when I finally started to settle down and get to a place where I could think coherently and 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 move from a place of rest which is pretty amazing when you think of it sitting on an island sitting by a campfire watching the river go by and it took me two full days and I don't I don't ever want to get that wound up again and I actually don't recall that I ever have since then because I try to inject these retreats more regularly ideally four times a year it doesn't always happen but ideally four times a year where I take the two nights so you may be looking at some big changes, whether it's even just a change of season in your existing ministry, or whether it's the end of a ministry or start of another one, or a change of life, or you're maybe, you know, having a another child or getting married, or uh, you know, just some some major shift. And I just want to highlight that 
an important part of these navigating these big changes is what we call retreat. Withdrawing from the regular routine, quieting down, and spending some time reading, thinking, planning, and praying, allowing God to speak to you, to shape both who you are and where you're going. And so I encourage you to do that. I encourage you, if you haven't done a retreat for a while, to, to try to carve out a half day, just a half day, maybe from the time you get up in the morning until lunchtime, a half day to withdraw, to read, think, plan, and pray, and allow God to shape uh, what you're up to. Wisdom to you in whatever big changes you're navigating. God bless and press on. Mm-hmm.